conversations about sex work in the media are rarely honest about all the complexities. They typically only talk about the dangers or only talk about the glamour, but actually it's way more complicated. My name is Sarah Daniel, and I'm the founder and CEO of Unconditional, a nonprofit that exists to encourage, empower, and equip women working in the adult entertainment and sex industries. We bring gifts to local strip clubs and begin life-transforming friendships. We say life-transforming because when a church lady, our affectionate nickname from people in the club, and a stripper become best friends, both of their lives and stereotypes of each other are forced to transform. We also help connect women to unique resources and wraparound support. If you're in sex work and need assistance, it can be really difficult to find a service provider who won't judge you and can understand the unique challenges you may face. Since 2012, while running Unconditional, I've realized just how little the general population understands about the sex industry. I know because I was completely clueless at the beginning. We started this podcast to give an opportunity and platform for our friends to share about issues that are important to them and their work. Our hope is when you're finished listening, you can understand that sex workers are just people, just like you and me. We know this topic can cause some strong reactions and opinions, and you probably won't agree with what every guest has to say. And if you're a sex worker, your experience in this occupation may be very different from what you hear. Keep listening. We want to represent the diversity of this industry as every person has their own story. And as we know, it can be really complicated. Welcome to season two. Welcome to finally a new season of It's Complicated, so everyone can get off my back about recording more episodes. (laughs) We are back with my friend Adriana, which we kept joking about how it was pronounced, so did I say it correctly? Okay, Adriana. (laughs) Adriana. Very good. (laughs) So um, we have known each other for what, like two years now? That sounds about right. Something like that. Um, Since 2019, because it was pre-COVID. Yeah. 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 Okay. Pre-COVID. A little bit about her. She has the best fashion sense you've ever seen in your life. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Like, I feel like you're, you would, you're like a modern Elle Woods. I love that for myself. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) That is the best compliment ever. Like, I've never wished I was the same size as someone more because your closet is so amazing. And I rotate my clothes a lot. Yeah. So I'm always getting rid of stuff. I know. I love it. I know. <laughs> Especially your shoes, too. I wish oh, I didn't yeah, have I giant feet. Your no. shoes are so, so great. Speaking of, I should have brought that box for you. Sorry. Right. Ladies, I have a box coming for you. with Oh, for the clothing pantry? Yeah. Oh, man. That's going to go very quick. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's going to be running in here because everyone knows you're a fashion icon. Okay. Um, so why don't you just share a little bit about um, kind of how you got connected to Unconditional and... Yeah, a little background. So two years ago, I decided I was going to go back to dancing. Um, I started dancing at again. I've been there off and on for like six years now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I met these wonderful human beings, Christina and Katie. <laughs> um, and they kind of kidnapped my soul from me. No, they are actually great humans. And Christina just... I don't know, something about her just made me gravitate towards their energy. And I miss her so much. 
have not seen her in forever. And then you have this wonderful human, Katie, who is just someone who threatens to kick my butt all the time and gets me in line and always, always makes sure I'm good no matter what. Mm. Whether it's a text or a phone call or sending me a book um, or sending me DoorDash when I'm sick. Like, she's just wonderful. She's the best. And then it brought me to you. <laughs> yeah so um kind of how it works is we don't we we have a team of teams of women and we all go to different clubs so i don't, don't go to the club you were working right. at um super regularly every once in a while I'll make a uh, yeah, celebrity exp- appearance i don't think i've ever seen you in there <laughs> yeah i've only gone like a few times but um yeah so we have different different volunteers who go into different clubs but christina and katie are amazing volunteers and well i miss christina yeah a lot oh i know she's a busy mom but yeah twin mom yeah <laughs> bless <can't> even <laughs> yeah, yeah got a lot on her hands so today we're going to be talking about relationships and relationships and adriana just got really big crazy eyed at me boys and adriana <laughs> let me tell you legendary Woo! um but relationships can be they're complicated for everyone right like everyone struggles with relationships but when you add on the factor of the industry it can just be even more incredibly complicated and nuanced and um, you know, October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and you know, 100% of the people, close to 100% of the people who come in these doors, um, have some experience with domestic violence. And so, there's so much overlap with DV and the industry, and then just how relationships are hard in general, especially so if you're a dancer. <laughs> and yeah. so, yeah, so we just kind of want to dive into that today and talk about all the ways that that's messy oh man so messy that 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 sums it up messy yeah so why don't you um just share a little bit about like how long you've been in the industry and maybe like your first romantic relationship when you were there and how that was impacted that was a cliche uh cliche relationship there the first one all right tell me so i started dancing when i was 19 Mm -hmm. um i'll be 29 in may so almost 10 years wild wild ride um when i was 19 i was very 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 um in love with drugs um i was also a new mom and drugs kind of helped me i don't know feel like i was actually doing something better but it was just the drugs that made me think that I had that energy and focus. Mm. It wasn't really like who I was. Mm -hmm. And I met this guy named Cody. Um, (laughs) He was a manager at McDonald's. (laughs) Hey, no no disrespect there. (laughs) Managers now, they make more than me. I was 19. I saw a hot guy covering tattoos didn't really phase me much I was also drugs and alcohol and I'd just gotten into the dancer life and um I didn't really know anything about it Mm. um luckily a lot of like older dancers took me under their wing before I completely lost myself but this guy um was on um work release (laughs) He not a red flag was a no, no, not at all. <laughs> he didn't have a car. He rode a scooter. 
Um, the jail was right behind McDonald's. Convenient. Yeah. Um, he's never late to work. <laughs> and he was working. So that's yeah, positive. working. Only because he wanted, you know, to see daylight. Um, and I very fastly, I don't know, depended on like his energy mm-hmm. and he obviously didn't care that I was a dancer mm-hmm. because what is like he's in jail work mm-hmm. release for selling drugs like did you meet him cliche. at the club no oh. um my friend who I started dancing with um she lived right next to that McDonald's and we just went there all the time oh, okay and then it started becoming all the time because I wanted to see him oh, and okay. then yeah it escalated from there um he didn't care though that I was a dancer um granted he kind of just wanted somebody anyways anybody Mm -hmm. that would you know be there for him Mm -hmm. but we were together off and on for oh my gosh like a year and a half and we actually had a decent relationship when he got out um but when he got out he instantly started hanging out with the same people Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't know any of these people because he's been in jail the whole time that we were together, mm-hmm. probably the first six months. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started hanging out with them and doing more bad things, mm-hmm. leaving my child with my mom constantly. Um, just really bad, bad, bad habits. Mm-hmm. And they escalated from there until I finally decided that we could no longer be together because I wanted to change this person mm. and Aiden's dad was not okay with it <laughs> was not okay with the relationship not okay with the situation that I was putting my son in okay. all the time yeah um even when I had first gotten my own place and it just it was a very messy situation yeah. Cody ended up living with me for a minute and uh not that it, me and him were toxic to each other but the fact that we were still doing drugs and drinking yeah. and like, it's a toxic environment for anybody, yeah. especially for a child. Yeah. So that kind of kicked started my relationship thing. And since he didn't treat me bad, I was like, oh, maybe people that do drugs and sell drugs aren't like, you know, bad people. But for me, it was addicting. It was like intoxicating to be around somebody like that. Because at the same time, I wanted to help this person. Mm-mm. But, like, I needed help myself. Mm-hmm. So. I feel like that's super, super common with a lot of girls in the industry is, like, people have huge hearts and then they want to, like, save these men. Oh, absolutely. I used to let him drive my car. Mm-hmm. Like, he would take me to work. Would have no idea where he'd be all day. He'd come back and get me. Like, I don't, yeah. It was just, uh. The cliche, like, dancer-drug-dealer relationship, which most, like, 95% of the industry has been in that relationship. (laughs) If not all of us. (laughs) Every single one of us. One time when I was in the dressing room, (laughs) we were talking about relationships, and girls were like, well, you gotta have both guys at the same time. You gotta have your nice guy who's taking you on dates. And your drug dealer on the side. <laughs> that that sounds about right. 
That sounds about right. Yeah. Because when Cody went back to jail, because mm-hmm. he was doing all this stuff that he shouldn't have been, I still kept him around and also might have done that too. Yeah. So, Classic. but not saying that I had a nice guy because the next guy that I was with was the worst. I'm not going to say a name because yeah. a lot of industry people we know do a fake name person. Um, oof, this one was the worst. I decided to um, be with somebody. I went from drugs, drug dealer to someone that did drugs, Molly and Coke and mm-hmm. all this and still provided everything for me, partied all the time. He wrote music like I thought he was super cool, like mm-hmm. used to do a lot of like writing and stuff um, in Atlanta and just I uh, between Cody and him, like I went back and forth mm-hmm. throughout the year and a half, two years that I was with Cody. I was like off and on with him because we were never he was never in the right state to even be in a serious relationship. So mm-hmm. I relied on this other person um, to kind of physically be there. Mm-hmm. And then I had Cody who was emotionally there. Oh, okay. Because this other person was the worst human being I've ever been with. How, how so? Um, so I met him when I was 19. So still like when I first started dancing. Um, I met him at a party. <laughs> And then one day he messaged me on Facebook and was like, hey, do you want to come hang out? And I was like, "Mm -mm, I don't mess with guys like you. You're dangerous. You're bad news. I already know everything about you. You've slept with three out of the four girls I was with last night. And somehow they're all still friends because you manipulated them in some Mm. way. And I still gave into it. I still went and hung out with him. And I wish to this day I could take it back. Mm. Um, He would get me super fucked up. And then yell at my face in front of his friends. Tell me that I'm nothing. I'm worthless. I, like, didn't mean anything to him. Yada, yada. And we'd sober up the next day. And he'd be like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean any of that. Of course. And then makeup sex would always be great. And then I would just, like, move on. Well, mm-hmm. I was so young that I didn't realize that, like. Right. That's not how you treat somebody mm-hmm. that you say you care about. Mm-hmm. Because when you're fucked up like that. Mm-hmm. You're going to tell me the truth. You're going to tell me how you actually feel deep down inside. And it killed me every time. Mm-hmm. It like chiseled away a little piece of me every time. Mm-hmm. He, and he was completely out of his mind. It was a birthday celebration. He ended up coming to my job. Mm-hmm. I was like, what are you doing here? You should not be here. Mm-hmm. And you're way too intoxicated to be here. Mm-hmm. But he was also on whatever drug he was on that night his friends ordered him a shot me a shot him a shot i was like whatever he took his shot put my shot in his mouth and spit it in my face at my job at the bar just to be a jerk oh yeah just because he was too messed up um told me that night that uh fuck me fuck my family fuck my son And I was, like, 21, so I'd already put up with, like, a lot of years Mm -hmm. of, like, this manipulative, abusive Mm -hmm. antic. Yeah. Um, 
he would grab he would not necessarily hit me but he would grab me and shove me up against walls Mm -hmm. and intimidate you yeah he would just scare me and then tell me that he's sleeping with all these girls I caught him with six different girls like it was just the worst time of my life Mm -hmm. I was depressed all the time I would tell him my feelings he would laugh in my face Mm -hmm. um but I stayed Mm -hmm. and uh the drugs are what made me stay Mm -hmm. because I was too scared to open up about what was going on with anyone else other than my mom my mom knew about pretty much everything that happened Mm -hmm. um so that uh damaged me pretty bad and I put up with it for three years Mm -hmm. until I finally was like I can't I can't just be this doormat anymore Mm -hmm. for you like a punching bag Mm -hmm. so I left what was finally like that that moment that freed you um so he had taken me to a concert and I went to the after party and ended up being on like the tour bus with the person but him and I were not together I had just gotten back from California he was trying to make up make amends with me when I came back Mm -hmm. saying how much he missed me and loved me and yada yada Mm -hmm. I was like I'll go to this concert with you but like that's it Mm -hmm. and so we went and I decided, like, screw you. Like, I'm going to go on the tour bus because I was invited. Yeah. And um, I had I didn't realize I had his key fob, his charger, everything to, like, get in his apartment, charge his phone, everything. So he was blowing my phone up, telling me all this, um, calling me really horrible names, telling me that if he ever saw me again that... I'd better be scared, yada, yada. So I, in negative 17 degree weather, because it was January, I walked in a cocktail dress with no coat on in six inch heels to his apartment from where I was, which was only a few blocks, but it was freezing cold. Yeah. My phone was dying and I didn't have like anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like two, three o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. I went to his house and... Um, I was waiting for him, and when he got there, he grabbed the key fob out of my hand, went upstairs, um, and told me I could sleep outside, and he didn't really give a shit. So I got into his apartment. Um, he had raised his arms, like raised his hand at me, raised his fist at me, mm-hmm. and the, the couple that we were with walked in and saw him hit me. And told them that they could sleep in his bed and that he didn't give a shit if I stayed or not. And he left and then sent me pictures all night of him kissing other girls. And I stayed for a little bit longer Mm -hmm. until the girl that he was kissing one night ended up at a bar with us. And I caught them like hooking up on the couch. So after that, I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. (laughs) Like, this is horrible. Yeah. Horrible. Like, no one deserves that. Were you guys living together at the time? Not necessarily living together, but I was constantly there. But you had your own place and that kind of stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, no way. And then she ended up treating him like how he treated me. And I was like, that's karma for you. (laughs) So, have you ever communicated with him since? Has yeah. he ever tried to harass you? I mean, we 
saw each other. He was with that girl that um, he cheated on me with. Uh, they were together for like three years. And I think it finally changed him. Um, but we were friends for a little bit. He ended up being my manager for a minute. but At the club? No. Oh, okay. At a bar I worked okay. at. And um, he was also the person I was with the night that I ended up in the hospital this past time. So. Oh. Yeah. Okay. He's the one who left me downtown. So, <laughs> there's your full circle and backstory on that. Ooh, okay. <laughs> um, so, obviously, then, like, it was, it's been hard to not have any contact with him at all. Oh, still. he's completely blocked off okay. everything. I delete his number. He's, we're, no, never again. Yeah. I don't trust him. Not even as a friend. And were you trying to give him a chance as a friend? Yeah, absolutely. And I just realized, like, he's still the manipulative liar that he is has always been he does the same stuff to his girlfriend now that he was doing to me was there things that happened where you thought like maybe he has changed maybe like yeah when he was my manager i was like oh like we can be friends like he's like so different and then i started seeing like his little antics towards his girlfriend Mm -hmm. and i was like nope he's the same person at least in relationships because I'd never try to be his friend. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be his friend. Yeah. And then I separated, like, the boss and friendship thing. But mm-hmm. ended up being his friend anyways. Trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. Because he was like, I just love you and care about you. Like, I'm so sorry about everything. Da, 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 da. But it was all. Mm-hmm. All just talk. Yeah. Was it hard to, like... Like, did you feel like you had some responsibility for him? Like, did you, like want to help him and that made it harder like especially then when you saw him later like oh I can like be a supportive person for him in this change or yeah, I was going through I, your I head just, we had been so close for so long and he went through a lot of stuff with me mm-hmm. um that I I wanted to believe that he changed mm-hmm. and like I wanted to see that for myself and I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt that like oh he can be a good person mm-hmm. but He's always going to have those bad tendencies. Mm -hmm. It's not going to change. Right. Like, he can put a mask on for whoever, Mm -hmm. whenever. Mm -hmm. But from what I've gathered throughout the years, he's a different person when you talk to anybody. Mm -hmm. Um, So many people know him. Yeah. And everyone knows a different side of him. And Mm -hmm. it's kind of scary. Yeah. Because that means, like, who even are you? Mm -hmm. Does he even know who he is? Mm -hmm. Because... I don't even know, I couldn't name one person that's been in his life for as long as I have been that he can truly say that is his friend. Mm. Because the people I've talked to, they're not his friends. They talk garbage about him. They think he's a terrible person. He doesn't have friends. Like, he doesn't have anybody. Mm. And I was the one person that he told everything to and fell back on. And he threw that all away. Yeah. He threw it away. Because... As much as he's did to me and I still gave him a chance, other people don't put up with stuff like that for long. Mm-hmm. <sighs> That's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. I think, like, people... And that just scrapes the surface of, right. like, my relationships. Well, I, I <laughs> but I think people don't understand that, like, 
everyone is a full human being, right? So even abusers have like positive moments in that. You know what I mean? Like if they were just terrible all the time or like made you never feel like a connection to them or whatever, then like no one would stay. Obviously you can open your soda. (laughs) It's fine. I Um, want it to be too loud. (laughs) You're fine. (laughs) So, like, because I think that's something that I've had to learn because I'm definitely, like, a protective person. I get, like, big sister mode for, or mama bear for a lot of the women around here. Oh, I know. (laughs) So, but that's something that I've had to grow in is, like, seeing, like, okay, this is why it's so hard to leave and why people go back is because, like, something obviously has happened to him to have him end up that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? But... Something I've been, I don't know if I told you this, but I've been telling a lot of women this, is that if you're not Jesus, his mama, or his therapist, it's not on you to help take care of him. <laughs> yeah. So, but. It just doesn't make sense because he, like, I know his family. He comes from yeah. a good background. His brother and sister, they're completely normal. Have yeah. normal lives, just normal people. They go golfing. They have family get-togethers. They travel as a family. They take a family vacation to Mexico every year. It's just it's so weird watching him like be this different person that even mm-hmm. his own family doesn't even know. Yeah. Like at all. That's crazy. It's that's like it's, some dateline it's stuff. It's insane. It's insane. And like wish him the best, but like you said, it's not my problem. Yeah. No. Nope. Not my problem. And I think that's a huge breakthrough that you were able to have to not have that responsibility, especially if he's like telling you like, you're the only one I can tell this to. You're the right. only one I can depend on. And I think that's a way of like them of a lot of time abusers, like gaslighting women too, because like we want to, everyone wants to feel needed and everyone, right. and most women are, you know, nurturing creatures, just stereotyping an entire gender, but whatever, <laughs> <laughs> um, in general. And, uh, so then I think then they'll exploit that of like making you feel like you're taking care of them right. when they're just treating you like garbage. Yeah. He just doesn't deserve me anymore. Do you feel like, um, it's kind of switching gears a little bit, but do you feel like working in the industry and being around all different kinds of men all the time, is it easier to tell when a guy is shady oh, or absolutely. is it harder? To oh, absolutely. Tell? Okay, let's talk about that a little bit. Like, absolutely. How does it impact, like, your like, view I of can men even, and dating? I can't even <laughs> tell if a guy is married and walks through the door without How? having a wedding ring on. Just it's the vibe? It's so crazy. Um, so... Have you seen the guys that walk in and are very poised and, like, look professional and they look like, you know, it's the guys that don't take off their wedding rings and just, like, look very, um, like, safe and, like, you know, mm-hmm. um, sweet and kind. Mm-hmm. Like, the way they just walk in the door is very, like, suave and calm and you're like, that guy's not going to be an issue. He's here to just relax and, like, maybe have some conversation and maybe buy a girl a drink. It's the guys that are rowdy and crazy and that come in with two or three other guys that are the ones slipping their wedding rings in their pockets because they don't know how to act in a strip club. They don't. They do not know how to act in a strip club. Um, Probably because they don't get to go there. (laughs) You know? It's the poised ones that, like, they're here on business. Mm. Or they're here... Because their wife knows and it just doesn't care. Mm. Um, and then you have 
the guys that come in groups and try to show off to their buddies in these bachelor parties that they're they're actually the worst ones they really are (laughs) they want to buy a girl for the night or have girls come back to the hotel and party and do coke and Bad news. I stay away from bachelors. Bachelor parties, no it's go. A good way to start a marriage. No go. Exactly. <laughs> nope. And your friends? Mm-mm. Nope. Absolutely not. They're just, they're so, it's different. I, um, I think I can speak for almost every girl in the industry that we try to stay away from the guys that go in there to party and, mm-hmm. like, they're trying to buy you or get laid or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we want the more like suave guy who's in there to relax because at the end of the day, not only is he probably going to spend more money on you, mm-hmm. but you might learn something. And I've never met a girl that hasn't been intrigued by the ones that are more laid back and calm. Um, and then you, oh man, there's so many different types of guys that walk in that club. Well, like, how do they, like, so especially, like, having married men come in and stuff like that, or, like, hearing men talk bad about their girlfriends or whatever when they're there sometimes or whatever it might be, do you feel like it's impacted your ability to have trust in a relationship and, like, stuff like that, or how does it make you feel? Um, I think men are disgusting in general at this point in my life, um, Probably because I've never seen a truly, like, healthy relationship in my life. Um, so, I don't know. The, I honestly, of course, the frat boys are the wild ones and, like, the bachelor parties and stuff. I don't believe a word that any of them say. <laughs> but it all goes back to, like, having good instinct and good vibe and you know reading good character i've seen all different types of character and Mm -hmm. you can kind of tell if someone's like bullshitting you Mm -hmm. or being honest um so it really just depends on the person because as much as i am like disgusted by men right now in my life (laughs) i don't not trust the ones that show me a good energy or like a softer side to them. Yeah. Um, because you don't know their actual background. You don't know where they're coming from. You don't know if they just need someone to talk to and they're, they might be unloading something that they've never told anybody. Mm -hmm. So you kind of just have to have a gut instinct about something like that. Yeah. Outside of the club. I don't trust men at all. (laughs) What, why do you think it's harder to trust men outside of the club? Like I would think it would be the opposite. Okay, most, 70% of the people that go in the club know that I'm there to work. Right. Guys outside of the club, when they meet me, they don't know that I was a dancer. They don't know that Mm -hmm. I'm still in the industry. They don't know, you know, where I work or what Mm -hmm. I do. They look at me and they're like, "Mm, maybe I can sleep with her. Mm -hmm. And I've heard every single pickup line. I've caught guys putting their ring in their pockets before coming to talk to me like I just I just nah. yeah yeah so it's why. more like if you're at the club like you see what you get like they're there to buy a dance or whatever you're there to make money it's like a common understanding yeah. but if you're out in the wild <laughs> right in the real world then it's there's like 
it's less direct. Yeah. Guys, when I'm at work, they don't, they honestly don't try to sleep with me as much. I'm not saying that. That's I've so never been, I've never been asked, but as much as outside of the club. I get, I don't even get asked out on dates outside of the club. I get asked like, hey, do you want a shot and like make out later? Like, no. So romantic. Like, <laughs> no, no. Just whatever girl at dreams work, of. I actually get asked out on dates. Like, it's just. That's it, so bizarre. You would think that it would be. Yeah. Opposite. Right. No. So have you ever dated someone that you met at the club? Let me think about that. I'm going to be really <laughs> impressed if your answer is no. <laughs> Slept with? Yes. <laughs> Dated? Yes. Okay. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He was one of the best guys I've ever dated. Wow, I forgot about him. Sorry if so, you're listening to this and know who you are. <laughs> so if you met at the club, then did he, how did he feel about you being a dancer? Did he get, try to get you okay, to change? Okay. Or, okay. No. He, uh, he just wanted me to be honest about the situations that happened, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, understandable. Right. I would want to know, too. Not that it wouldn't piss me off, but right. <laughs> I would still want to know, just as a respect thing. Mm-hmm. Um, he was great, actually. He was pretty normal. Was um, it weird going from, like, he's a client to he's a boyfriend? He was never client. Oh, okay. No, he just went in there a couple times to, like, honestly, his best friend and roommate, um, He uh, he's the one that wanted to go in there and see my best friend at the time okay so like yeah and then he ended up liking my best friend first and then she kind of like rejected him and then me and him <laughs> like went out on a date and it just like i don't know we connected and we're yeah. still friends to this day all right that's cool yeah. he's a great guy um my mom loved him my mom still even talks to him sometimes um, I'm the one who fucked that up because I went to, I hung out with the guy that I just explained everything the toxic. about. I went and hung out with him and I would have left me too. <laughs> I would have left me too because I did it on my birthday when he had all this stuff planned for me and yeah. yeah. It's hard mm-hmm. to leave the, I think the toxicity can be mistaken a lot of times for like passion and excitement. Yeah. I just went through all that again. Yeah. In the last relationship I was Mm -hmm. in. And I think that's what makes it so hard to walk away a lot Mm. of times. Because especially if you're a passionate person too, where you're like, this is interesting. (laughs) I'm curious about everything. (laughs) Right. I know sometimes I feel like for a lot of people, part of it is curiosity where it's like, I just kind of want to see how this, it's like flirting with danger. It's like, I just want to see how this plays out, even though like, you know how it's going to play out. Yeah. I mean like suffocating in fire. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because it's very black and white to me. Mm -hmm. There's really no like gray area. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm either um, with someone who is insanely toxic because for some reason I like it. I haven't figured that part out, but Mm -hmm. that's what therapy's for. Therapist is awesome. She's pretty great. That's awesome. Um, and then you know I will run into a great guy, Mm -hmm. and then I'm like, 
oh shit, am I even ready for this? Mm. Like after everything, like do I want to put all this baggage onto somebody who mm. like could be amazing? Like they deserve a normal life. I'm not normal. <laughs> so it's more like you feel like you don't deserve them? It just scares me. Mm. Because like what if a bad side of me comes out and they're like, oh my God, like I had no idea. And then I get hurt all over again. Mm -hmm. It's easier to be with somebody that's maybe toxic because then you're the one who's like trying harder in the relationship to like Mm -hmm. make things work and make things better. And like maybe both of you can change and it's just like we can grow in this together. Mm -hmm. But I meet like a really nice put together guy. I'm like, Fuck, am I going to destroy your life? (laughs) You're not going to destroy their life. Uh, It's just scary. Yeah. It's scary. I think that makes a lot of sense, though. And I think, yeah, I hope that helps people understand why someone might stay in that or and not choose somebody better, you know? Right. But (laughs) I've been hanging out with a guy who's really nice and sweet and... This guy, I've known him, I know him through another dancer who I'm very good friends with. Um, her, the, her, the father of her child, and mm, don't like the other term, but that's exactly what he is. And, you don't like the term um, baby dad? I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. But he definitely is that. He just is. He's just that. It, the term and baby daddy, it. really. It really you love that term. You just love it. I've heard you say it so many I times. I don't love it. I actually don't. But I think for certain men, it really encompasses okay, well, her who they are. Baby daddy. It's hard for me to even say that out loud. You know how to say baby daddy. <laughs> I just feel weird. It's one of his friends. So, like, we used to hang out all the time. Back in the day, like uh-huh. party days, like yeah. 19, 20, 21. Ooh. And uh, we have both definitely changed. Nice. Um, we're just hanging out as friends. Nothing serious. He's great. Mm-hmm. He's a great guy. Um, he's come over to my house a couple times and nothing's happened. Everything's been pretty casual. We just talked and watched TV and hung out and yeah. I drank a lot of wine and you know <laughs> as one does <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so do you think have you ever had a boyfriend who told you you had to quit dancing to be with them um Aiden's dad he uh yeah he was like if you're gonna continue dancing we cannot be together and mm-hmm. he was dead serious mm-hmm. because I kept dancing and we are still sleeping together off and on for a while. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Is that a hard decision, though? Like, um, how did it make you feel when he said drugs, that? The drugs made it easy. Yeah. So that sucked. If I would have been sober, I would have probably quit. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, my life wouldn't be where it is right now. Right. And I wouldn't be the independent person I am now. Right. And, like, I wouldn't have learned lessons that I've learned and I wouldn't have met I wouldn't have met you. Like, yeah. I wouldn't have met half the people. I wouldn't have never met my best friend. Like, right. so I wouldn't go back and, like, change that. Yeah. So even though it was hard then, right now I look back and I'm like, oh, that's why this happened. Like, I needed these people in my life. Mm. So. So do you, because I feel like a lot of people, myself included, it's I, I have a hard time wrapping around, like, what is the correct response for a guy who the girlfriend is a dancer? You know what I mean? Like, because 
we know the things that happen mm-hmm. at the club and the way women can be treated mm-hmm. and stuff. So it's like, it's not cool to me if a guy is just like, whatever, that's fine. But right. then at the same time, I understand that a lot of times when they're like, you can't dance anymore, it's not as much out of concern as it is more of control of right. wanting them to be financially dependent on you. Right. So like, what do you feel like is the correct response for a guy who's dating a dancer or a girl who's dating a dancer? I mean, I don't really know because that's, I don't know. That's a tough situation. Um, if I were to be put in that position, which I've dated a dancer before, but right. like at the same time, I was one. Right. So like. That's different. It's, yeah, I just, I know the ins and outs of it and I right. know that she's only there to make money. Mm-hmm. But like at the same time, I don't want a guy to be like, oh, all I can do this for you and try to like take that right. from me. It needs to be your decision. Well, like, try to make her think that she can do better mm-hmm. than the person, you know, Yeah. that they're with. And that happens a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, a guy finds out, like, you're in a relationship and the next guy's like, I can do better. I can give you this and this and this. And, mm-hmm. like, that's just disrespectful. Yeah. And it does happen mm-hmm. quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always found it very intriguing for the women that are married in the industry mm-hmm. um because they definitely hold themselves differently mm-hmm. in the club than the like single women or right. the women that are just dating yeah because they do not put up with shit mm-hmm. they, they won't right they don't do it they'll tell you up front what what it is and like if you really trust your partner mm-hmm. she's going to love that more about you mm-hmm. um and she's also going to respect the relationship more. Mm-hmm. But there's also the women that I've seen in there who are disrespectful about their relationships. Which mm-hmm. is... I can see why their boyfriends would be like, hey, like, stop mm-hmm. doing this. Mm-hmm. So, again, it just... It depends on the person. Yeah. It really does. Do you feel like it's easier... To just not date when you're a dancer or like, how do you? (laughs) I don't even know if it's the dating aspect I like. I think it's, oh man, my therapy session just went through my entire head. (laughs) Did you have therapy today? (laughs) No, no, no. I had it uh, last week, but, um, to put it honestly, I just, I didn't really have my dad around mm-hmm. so like being around like male energy is nice yeah. I think that's also why I was super happy that I had a son because I was like yeah. oh my gosh like I'm so excited to like raise a man, man. like yeah. I'm so excited about it and his dad is unbelievably incredible so like no doubt in my mind that my son's gonna be well-rounded and yeah. sweet and perfect like he is but <laughs> I didn't have that like growing up yeah like my dad was always out getting drunk after mm-hmm. work um, hungover on the weekends, mm-hmm. pretty much how I was before I t- changed my life around. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2015, I finally mm-hmm. like put the drugs away and like slowed down on the partying mm-hmm. and because I didn't want that for my kid. Mm-hmm. I looked at how, what I was doing. I was like, Oh my God, I'm my dad. Mm-hmm. Like, Whoa, like that's not cool. <laughs> like yeah. I want to be my mom. <laughs> yeah. And, um, because she's 
insanely wonderful. Um, so I think it was, it's kind of like the whole reason in general, I was okay with being a dancer. I'm like male attention. This is great. Mm -hmm. And they're going to pay me cool. Like, I don't know, something I like lacked in my life. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of women who are dancers Mm -hmm. have gone through that too. Like didn't have strong enough, like father figure or, Mm -hmm. um, didn't get enough like male attention when they were younger Mm -hmm. or, um, in abusive relationships and they wanted to see something better. And like, if you can make money off of it, why not? Right. So it's kind of like, instead of being in that pain, it's exploiting that pain to get some money. So like dating is kind of the same way. Mm. Like I attract a lot of different personalities (laughs) as we all know. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of them. So it's, um, I don't know. It's the ex- overall experience of like different people mm-hmm. and uh, different experiences they can bring, and not having that genuine connection with a guy. Mm-hmm. I've never like felt genuinely connected as like, oh, this is like my best friend. I've never mm-hmm. had that, mm-hmm. and like I date around a lot because hopefully one day I will find it. Yeah. Right now I'm not doing that, but. <laughs> Well, you're also focused on like 20,000 different goals right now. Oh, yeah. You're I am. totally killing it. Um, I did have one question. Uh, you don't have to answer if you don't want to. But um, so, how did I know you like kind of had that realization of like, oh my God, I'm my dad to my son. How did how did you become sober? Did you just quit cold turkey or you go to a meeting? Or, like, um, what happened? One day, I was so fucked up that I was on the couch. And my son was crying for me and I couldn't get up and do anything. I fell off the couch and I couldn't even like really move. And because I was taking like six to seven Roxy 30s a day, Mm -hmm. like I might as well have just been shooting up heroin. Mm -hmm. And, um, I realized right then and there, I was like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. Like, absolutely not. My son needs me right now, and I am not even, like, able to function. Mm-hmm. Nope. And I quit that day. Just I cold with- turkey? Yep. I withdrawed for two weeks, threw up, was super sick, and I was done. Yep. That's, wow. It's been, like, six years now? Yeah. Six years. It was six years, September 23rd. Girl, you are amazing. <laughs> like, Thanks. who just can, like... Wow. It was my like, mentality. Something in me that day just was done. Said like, get your shit together because you're gonna lose your kid. Mm. And I did. My four year old <sighs> didn't deserve that. Yeah. Like, at all. So you I are a great mom now. I didn't know you then. But <laughs> oh, I was not a good mom. Let me tell you. Well, you know, one of our podcast episodes is called uh, "I'm More Than the Worst Thing I've Ever Done," and I totally believe that. And you obviously use that to propel yourself forward. Oh, yeah. I never want to live that life again. You're a really beautiful person inside and out. And you're crushing your goals. And she's in school right now doing, (laughs) like, everything. And, like, when are you going to graduate? I graduate in March. Yeah. So building a whole new career for yourself, Mm -hmm. like, have held other jobs, switched to waitressing, you know, like, you're just, you're killing it. Thank you. And I think your future is going to be bright. And I do think you are going to get a nice guy one day. Nah. <laughs> I do. Nah. If you want one. <laughs> and because you're really, 
you're putting in that work to yourself, you know, to, and I really believe like, yeah, I believe you're going to get to the point where you can accept that you deserve someone amazing, as amazing as you are. Thank you. I appreciate that. That's so sweet. You are amazing. Like you're such a good friend and like everybody loves you and yeah, just great. I love you. Oh. <laughs> All right. Let's not get too sentimental here. <laughs> Just start crying. <laughs> like, good thing I didn't wear foundation today. You didn't wear foundation? Your skin is that flawless? I have moisturizer on. <laughs> don't, don't talk to me. I can't. Okay. All right. Well, we're about at the hour mark anyway. So I can wrap up. Any final parting words or words of wisdom you have to anyone who might be like, I don't know, whatever. You know what actually has saved me in the last couple of months is therapy. I'm not even lying. So therapy helps a lot. (laughs) I didn't realize how much I actually needed it until last Friday. And I was like, oh, my God, I have so much to say. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I only have an hour. I was like, oh, wait, I'm doing this again. (laughs) Oh, man, this poor therapist is about to get unloaded on. I know. Sometimes I feel like I'm like, should I bring my therapist a gift? (laughs) I know it's going to be like a lot of, but my therapist is a therapist. I refer to her as my grandmother therapist. So I'm sure your therapist does as well. We're all just unloading on one person above us. (laughs) Who's the top tier? I don't know. God. God. (laughs) That's also another thing. I've relied on him a lot, too. That's awesome. Yeah, therapy, God, being off drugs helps a lot. And uh, honestly, being in the mentality to actually quit dancing mm-hmm. has uh, saved me mm-hmm. because it's so easy to go back. Mm-hmm. And um, it was a life that I don't even know if I was ready to leave, but mm-hmm. I made myself and I made the right choice. Mm-hmm. So you have a clear plan for your future and you're cultivating a positive life for you and your son. And he is going to someday when he knows, maybe not your whole story, but pieces of your story and knows what you've overcome to be a good mom for him. Like he's just going to respect you even more. Okay. Now are you really trying to make me cry? <laughs> All right, we'll end it there. All right. This has been, it's complicated and we'll have more episodes coming to you later this season. Bye. Thanks guys. <laughs>